Hey, it's Alex from Camelot, and you are watching CMS TV. Rock on. Chris Aiken presents, and today on the show, we are going to talk to an absolute legend, and more than a legend, an absolute beast, and I do say that with all the love in the world, this guy is a monster behind the behind the drum kit, and as a failed drummer, I am beyond envious of the skill level that this guy has. You certainly know him from the past decade or so with Dream Theater, obviously he was in Annihilator, Extreme. Uh, worked with Steve Vai, worked with everybody that is a virtuoso because he is a virtuoso. He is Mr. Mike Mangini. Mike, how are you, sir? Very well. That's quite a quite an intro. I was wondering if you wondering if you're talking about someone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, man. I yeah, mean, I all, all kidding aside, you know, you whether you believe it or not, you know what the world thinks of Mike Mangini, the drummer, as one of the top, top guys, no? Uh, gosh, I, it's interesting. I have to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> that it, it, it appears a lot of people get what I do. Um, not, you know, not everybody likes it. Some, most seem to because sure. the, venues, the venues were full. So <laughs> I guess it means people like something. But thank you. I, I appreciate that. I worked so hard, though, and my, my sights are always – are always basically moving forward because I'm sure. seeing what's got to be done. But anyway, thank you. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about what is the present, man, which is uh, start with the brand new release, Invisible Signs. Uh, great record. You thank worked you. with one of my absolute favorite people on this entire planet, Jen Majura. She, yeah. I don't even care about her musical prowess or any of that. She's the most fun person I know maybe on the planet. She's a... She is just a lot of fun and incredibly talented, but you worked with her not playing guitar as much as, as a singer. What was it that led you to her as a singer versus bringing her in to be a guitar player? Well, um, there wasn't any choice because uh, the, the guitar was done. Okay. <laughs> so, that, so, that, so that's that. Uh, but I, I did have her um, play lead uh, with the intro on Deep Inside and she she had mentioned that she felt that it needed a little something there, and I I I didn't hold that view uh, for the longest time because I was used to the song and I wanted the air. But because she suggested it, it made me think, well, she could play. That would be cool, and it was more important to me to have her play than to hold on to well my demoitis or the view. It's just like just go play. So, um, so she she did get to play uh, that solo, and um, it's all on her. Like, go ahead, just you, do you like this? Okay, it's it's printed. You know, I didn't tell her anything except have fun. Uh, but the vocal came about because of numerous um, numerous changes and morphs 
while I was writing lots of songs over the years without releasing a solo album. And although I had, you know, been close um, and I've worked with the whole pile of singers in different ways and capacities and trying things, it came about because she asked me to be a part of her one minute jam to play a Stevie Wonder song. And right. when, when I heard her sing it, I heard, I heard the swagger. Okay. I heard it, you know, because <laughs> a lot of things that I do, I've been in situations that um, post my recording, the swagger kind of gets removed. Okay. You know, I mean, with the whole era of sound replacement or, or whatever, just editing the sessions, or I would just record pieces and then they get put together. I mean, as, as a, in the session drummer guy mode, you know, that's how it works. But, mm -hmm. um, and I never, I just stepped away and walked away. I didn't even think about it twice about what happened to my playing and my drums. I was like, that was the job. That was it. So right. um, her, she had that swag or, and I thought that some of the songs on the record, because all of them were written for a lay audience, they were not written for the Prague audience, obviously. Now I played like crazy in the middle, but you gotta understand what my target audience was and why mm -hmm. it was. But with that said, with that said, um, you know, my, my, my kids were listening to like everything. Um, and they, they did clue me in on popular almost, I don't even know what it's called. I honestly don't know what it's called. It's like sort of rap music, but it's not. But anyway, I listened to the grooves, which I was very familiar with. And I was like, okay, let me try to reach them with something like in black box or let me shine. Right. And it's even, it's, it's and, and other tunes too. This, the swing, the swag is there because I know I can tell you because I, I, uh, everyone that recorded the tracks, they, they went to me to do what I did before I sent them off to James, Jimmy T. Okay. To, to do the mix. But anyway, so I can see what's happened. I can see my drum parts. There's swagger, there's this swing thing. Um, and she was able to, I, I, when I heard her, I was like, she's going to lock into this. And she did. Right on. And, yeah. and for, for you, Mike, you know, you know, no secret, you're coming out of Dream Theater, and that's a band that everybody's a virtuoso in. Every single person. And I assume, and this is an assumption, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that each one of you has to kind of fight to get your vibe and your feel into it and make it fit the songs. That being said, with this, this is all about you, where you can really stretch out is this more comfortable for you that you can write music instead of writing to more or less a part that fits a, a longer epic sound? Oh, it's tough. I, I just adjust for the situation. Okay. You know, I, I, I try not to have a wall of opinion or feelings or anything like that in front of the job that has to be done. I'm looking at the job and go, and I think, what can I do to make, uh, to, to do the best job in the parameters that exist here, because I don't try to change parameters. It's like going outside and getting mad at the weather. Like, right. Just it's raining. <laughs> How about a raincoat? You know. Uh, so I just adjust for the situation. And in my my solo album situation, believe it or not, although the process was only in all me, 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 living alone is no fun. It really is not. And so I just, I, I, but I needed to feel comfortable to express myself uh, to myself, 
mean and also to examine my growth like let me just try to write you know i've 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 never been a lyric guy and um all of a sudden now today i'm spewing them out like like crazy um at, at, at any rate but i see i tapped into a system so i i always find a system for something it's like in the master classes okay yeah i'm not going to sit there and go through all of these books that i published sure and yeah yeah they're based in cognitive science and physics and there's some math stuff and computer stuff which is you can't you could probably tell but um, I tried to not make it seem, uh, be that way, but it's a system. So if I can't play something on the drums, I have a system to fix it. When sure. I do my, my cameos and when I was a counselor, I had to have a system to help someone not hurt themselves. I mean, like badly, because people are in trouble in life. Right. So for the solo record, I had a system. For the lyrics, I now have a system. And the bottom line is that I needed to put that put that down and then have the wherewithal to step back to say, gee, um, does that riff even work on that instrument where instead of this and this, you have right. this, this and this? Right, right, right. This is not the same as this. So when people that do this, keyboard, write for people that do this, the people that do this do not get very happy. Right. Okay? <laughs> but because it's not in the language and they got to do things that are like, uh, right, I, right. I want to do that. So anyway, I recognized all this as I like, okay, I'm writing all this on virtual instruments because I tried my little trick at guitar and bass and just just put it down. Like it's people alive that spent the time you did playing the drums doing this. Let them do their let them do what they do uh, and bring to the table things you meaning me would never. See, it's not, it's not in my world view of that. I don't have the ground experience. Step away. So, yeah, it was all me for a while. I wrote everything, every single note, um, and then I turned it over to people quite a bit better than me at doing what they do, and I gave autonomy. But okay. it's still they still have to stick to the song. Because the the, there's a lot of unisons. You can't really change much right. in a unison, and the chord is the chord. If you want to hit an O minus or an M plus or a K, you know, uh, okay, uh, but the but it's in the key of you know <laughs> whatever <Right>. X, <laughs> X prime or what I just don't want to name <laughs> notes because whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's only certain so, so much you can do. So right on. That, that was the process. It was me to a point, and then I was like, back off. Uh, even the mix. You see, I don't. I have. I would have done a few slightly different things, but uh, Jimmy T. In order to be the best he is, in order for me to benefit from his being the best he is, I had to step back on some things, and he had to step back on some things. Like right. I find, I find the power in the drums to be in the cymbals, because when you play the the drum set, they're louder than the kick drum. So why is the mix all bombastic kick drum that doesn't even sound like a kick drum half the time? And, right. and the snare drum is—I don't know what that's turned into. In this day and age, but I get. So I try to like take a little piece of. Oh, I kind of get that. The sound cuts through. Blah blah blah. It's a good sound. Okay, I'm going to have no feelings about it and just look at it and say, what does it do, and can I benefit from it? Um, and so that's how I approached it. And you know, Jimmy T was given autonomy. I'm like, just send me, send me your heart. Let's go from there. Right on. As a guy that is 
has jumped into several big bands, you know, and as we yeah. mentioned before, Dream Theater, Extreme, Annihilator. Yeah. How does this feel different for you? And and by different, I mean, is it intimidating that it is now Mike Mangini? It's not, well, the other guys that have been there can kind of take the blame if, if people don't like it, where it's all you now. You, you, you know what I mean? It's not. Nothing intimidates me. I don't know why. Uh, okay. My oldest, my oldest best friend in the world. Well, but there's things we should be afraid of. Don't let me just. I don't want to get deeply philosophical here. Sure, of course, sure, sure. you know, I didn't fall off an onion truck. But um, <laughs> with what, you, what we were going with this, uh, no. Um, and it's because you know I am. Uh, I'm not. Look, I'm. A, I really inherently. I'm a musician, but I did my work playing the drums. So. The lyrics that aren't so this good, great, or the solos that I wrote, or don't, I don't even do that. So I don't have the ego with it. I don't have okay. the ego with the lyric. I mean, even even working with with Jen, where she got, she knows me, all right, and she was able to say anything, and I liked it. I appreciated it because when she had something to say, it's like this word isn't doing right. what it's got to do it's like oh okay give me a minute um or this thing you know makes sense on, on the paper maybe uh and i know this it just because things have to sound things have a sound first and i told her that like if 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 it's a meaningful lyric well that's a processing thing but the sound comes first if someone doesn't like the sound they don't get to the meaning or it doesn't sound any good plus you got right. lyrics like do 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 da 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 they don't mean anything right. or, or maybe don't maybe they'll mean something to sting or mean something to somebody that's fine but they don't mean anything on the surface and they just sound good so you got to right. find that balance anyway with whatever suggestions uh she had when she reached a point where she wanted to not sing what was there uh i was like okay because there's no i'm not attached to it and like it's mine or it means right. this and you've got it it's like so what i mean it's like i'll find something that sounds better and then i i have a system to find something that meaning wise works with the thing right on well, I'll tell you what, Mike. Let's take a little break here and give people a taste of some of the some of the music that you're um you've got on the new album, Invisible Signs. We're gonna play the um video for "Not Drowning." Uh, what can you tell us about this song? Uh, that it musically, um, it it encompasses my, my vibe for riffs and my love of heaviness. It also encompasses what I do more than what people know, which is power the music and leave some space for the riffs and things like that and you know i just want to the heavier it is the less i play in a way but um bottom line is i did fuse in kind of some rhythmic stuff over the bar stuff which happens later in the song so it's there for the people that want a little more like well what what is that pattern I'm like, okay there's some of that stuff but it's basically just a heavy tune and it has a lot of um dynamic ups and downs in it and the lyric itself like all of them are completely in, able to be interpreted by people so i kind of laced them with multiple things for that purpose and whatever you get from it you get from it um and that's what it is as long as you like the vibe and you right. think that it flows and by the time it's over you go oh i want to hear that again that's all i care about 
All right. Well, let's see if people do want to hear it over again and again. It is not drowning. It is Mike Mangini from the Invisible Signs release. And we'll be back to talk with Mike more about the master classes that he's doing right now. And as a failed drummer, I definitely have a question or two. Um, so, um, well, let's check out Not Drowning right now. It is Chris Aiken presents. Right back here on Chris Aiken Presents, we are talking with the great Mike Mangini. Brand new release, Invisible Signs. It is available now. I strongly suggest you buy it. Don't just stream it. It's fine to stream it if you want to figure out what it's about. But buy it, please, people. Uh, where can we send people before we start talking master classes, Mike? To my link tree. It's on every one of my social media accounts. Every one of my websites links to it. Because I built an, a structured network. So okay link to you can find anything you want as it just link link tree mike mangini oh no just i own link tree just go to link tree oh okay there you go no 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 <laughs> no on uh, on the link tree website it's mike mangini official okay excellent. but again it's in like link to my bio that insta insta face thing you know right <laughs> link to the bio it's in the bio so <laughs> very nice whatever whatever well well, Mike, let's talk master classes, man. But before I ask a question or two, just give people an overview of the master classes and what you expect them to get from experiencing your classes for them. I expect them to get way more than they're paying for. What I mean by that is that save 10 years off their lives to achieve things they didn't think were achievable, to feel differently, to view differently based on the system I'm bringing in and the ease with which I can communicate it and have them go from point A to point Q right in the class. So that's what they get. They, they're going to save a lot of time uh, in where they're trying to go. Right on. Now, I, as I mentioned before, I am a failed drummer. I did try it 800 years ago. I'm not going back to it, but I know why I wasn't good at it. You know, you know, I, I know why? because two two reasons one very big lack of patience you know that was the first thing i did not have the patience to do it and second was i i was i made what i think and you could tell me if i'm wrong i made the 100 of drummers that fail mistake which is i wanted to play songs before i had basic uh technique down i i figured out how to do a couple of things and then I'm like trying to play for whom the bell tolls or whatever. You know, I just didn't learn the basics and I didn't have lack of commitment and you know, whatever. I was 18 years old when I tried for a guy like me or for guys that are decent, but unsatisfied with their playing. 
what is one thing that you would tell them or teach them that could raise their playing to a more professional level? The first thing I would say is that they have to be open to hear about the possibility of a different way to view it. Okay. okay. Because if you, because you had your worldview of it, your, your perception of it was only based on the things that you put in there or that were presented to you. That's how what you saw. Sure. It's not, it's not, so that's not your fault or anybody's fault. It is the situation. But your will could your will could have changed if let's say, let's say you were um, living on a piece of paper and you know and it's a two-dimensional space and you only saw the world that way and that's how you saw drums. So for whom the bell tolls, I can't do that. But that one day somebody said, well, in order for you to understand this thing, this space you live in we're going to take you up a dimension to three dimensions. And now you're up above and you now you can see things you didn't see before or that, that circle, that circle that was on the ground that went like this and that went like that was nothing more than a ball going through your surface, but you couldn't perceive the three dimensions. You only saw what you saw. So what if your view changed? You see, so yeah. for someone that wants to be a professional, they've got to step away and, and learn to ask questions like, okay, who and what am I? What do I do? What do I want to do? Oh, I want to be a professional. What is that? What does that mean? If you step away from it, you see, oh, it's an environment. Well, what's in the environment? Components, like what? Certain kinds of jobs, certain locations, and people. So right. if you learn that the connection between you and this professional environment is related to human interaction, you see it differently. You go, wait a minute, I've got to connect to this. Like, all right, this is this song I want to play from the Beltos, but I've got to connect to it. I've got to connect to it somehow. Well, that's, that's a different thing than, well, I want to play that song in a professional environment. That's a different right. thing because, because now it involves linking to people. And you, you have to, you have to like know who and what you are and be together to put yourself in that environment because now you too are a component of it so you've got to know how it works you have to see it for what it is you have to understand how people work you have to know how to communicate in that environment you know right. and so that's it you've got to view it maybe from a different perspective and consider all of the angles um that you might not have considered before sure how did you, and this is just curiosity, how did you have that kind of vision as a young kid? Because you've been a master player since you were young. You know, when I was 20 years old, there was no way I had that much, you know, forethought about myself or a job or doing anything to where I would analyze it. How did you have that from such a young age? Well, I didn't have it at a global. Okay. I, I absolutely didn't because I wasn't. I give. Let me give you an example because I, uh, when it came time for college, I had scholarship letters from from everybody and offers, and because uh, I had I had competed and I won as high as you can go as a classical drummer. Competed. I okay. won. I literally competed and won as high as you could go in the jazz uh, genre, and I did drum contests and I won them, and I did drum auditions and I won those. It's like my father said, you, you're not going to go to school for something that you can do that well. Why don't you go learn something else? So, and I listened to him and because I listened to him, I went to 
Well, I, that's a lot. I don't want to go off with too many tangents. I was going to major in mathematics and minor in music and I just couldn't bear the thought of, of the musical situation it was. I was like, no, I'm not going to be put in that thing. I right. won't get into why. So I was like, I did business and software engineering and software engineering led to, I want to go back to, I'm going to go back to your question. Just give me okay, a second. Sure. Um, you know, that led to my software engineering accounting for my having a vision of anything you could do with eight notes in an array or, okay. or, or in binary with zeros and ones because not everyone can read. You can't see this. Not everyone can read sheet music. So I decided, right. oh, well, I'm going to relate to people and I'm going to have a zeros and ones, zero binary representation okay. of the sheet music. So the point is, you don't have to look at this. It's, if I didn't listen to him, this none of this would have happened and I never would have developed who I am. But, but stepping back to where did I have the wherewithal? I didn't. What I mean by that is I found out that no matter how skilled I got in my basement, I neglected to see that going to a music school connects you to people. Right. You know, because even when I taught, when even when I taught at Berkeley, my these students are getting big gigs. I'm like, I didn't even have access to those big gigs. How did they do it? Right. They connected to people. That's that supports my claim. Supports my claim of you ask me one thing. If you want to be a professional, well, define what it is. Look at it in as many ways as you can. So I did not have the wherewithal. I will tell you what happened. I have been given gifts, gifts of vision, gifts of problem solving that come to me. They come mm -hmm. to me in the form of, 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 of seeing. I can see structure. I don't know. It comes to me. But at some point now, I had to go to work to, to manifest this myself, to create it myself, to problem solve myself, even though things still come to me. So it's a gift, all right? But on the other side of it, I had to do like everyone else and work very hard without much patience, right? Right. To, and I'm going to get to something important for you to, okay. you know, to learn. So I read a lot of philosophy books. Uh, all of a sudden, these things that were so easy for me with math stuff that doesn't hit everybody started to hit me philosophically. It hit me uh, uh, organically. It hit me in ways it doesn't. It didn't say in the book. I was like, whoa, that's what I do. That's how I view things. And so I had to learn. I had to learn structure. I learned that the people I looked up to and trusted more than those I did not had structured minds. They were able to see like a roadmap and say, don't go down that street because right. look where it, because look where it leads. So I developed it, but I have been given gifts and I still have the gift. I've developed who I am, not because it happened because it just happened. It happened because I had a visual of something of a structure of information somehow forms these hierarchical <laughs> structures i don't know how to explain it look it's, it's right <laughs> maybe not the world doesn't see it all the same but um i see information and i see how to get from one thing to another and i see things that are maybe true and untrue and false and uh, how they work and it's crazy how i how it comes to me but i did not have it all i did was i felt something like a magnet pulling me a magnet to this drummer like I don't right. know why, but I need to learn what they do. I don't. I just like it. Right. right? I don't know why, but I'm not going to learn those albums. I don't like that music. It bores me. I like this and I like that. Unless someone changes my mind, which comes back to you and patience. Do you know that sometimes 
us coming upon a view of something changes our will. We didn't have the will before. We didn't want to sacrifice. Or we didn't want to accept somebody. Or we didn't want to accept something we didn't want to be true, that might be true, or that we didn't think was true, or all these things. If we see things in as many ways as we can, it changes our will. And that's the premise of my first book. And I'm just not like pumping the book. I'm just letting you know. No, it's, it's all good. You know, it's like, it's like I have stick figure pictures. And my co-writer, who sadly passed away, um, uh, would would say things to me like, Mike, uh, seriously, you want me to put a stick figure in the book? It's like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like, let's get a good picture. And I was like, no. I made a claim. I gave an answer, mm -hmm. but I backed it up by saying, I want, it, I want the optic, optics to be as simple as possible. And I don't want it to look like anyone in particular. I just want it to be the skeleton that's inside. We all have a skeleton. Sure. Well, just yes. we're, all the, we're all the same. Right. right now. So I don't even to show it to you. But no. All right. So I'm getting a little deeper. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's part of when I'm in the master class, you know. Uh, oh, no, let's get back to you for a minute. Is that if you if you're vision changed a little bit you would develop more patience if 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 i could tell you that you could learn that song in in less than two months no matter what it entails you might not believe it at first but if i was to make that claim and back that claim and show you explain sure. how you would do that you might have belief and then if you had belief you would get through obstacles right i needed you in the 90s mike <laughs> yeah I know. Well, hey, I didn't know. I I, I learned. I've, I've learned from my students. My students right. say make make a statement. They would they would give me their view on something that I didn't see because I'm not them. And I would listen to them and say, "Gosh, I didn't see it that way. Thanks." And it helped. It helped me fill the pieces to a bigger puzzle. Right. So, certainly. So if you well, have, yeah, so go ahead. Well, how how do we tell people to come to? Um, sign up to attend these master classes well the first thing is by by going to my website just my name mikemangini.com you can go to the master class link or you go to the link tree and i made it there's specific one so right. first of all see where they are and you go to that store website or you call them then that's it and they because they take care of the registration okay. because th they are the ones deciding what room it's going to be in and putting a pad you know, a snare pad and a space for people to sit. They don't need gear. You know, you could go with nothing um, okay. because the fundamentals that I teach have to strip down and help people get rid of bad habits anyway. So I have to get back to the fundamentals. I have to do it. Um, I, uh, I, I had this discussion with um, someone I'm just shocked, became a friend of mine, baseball coach, Tony LaRussa. Oh, yeah. He's a you know, Hall of Fame guy, you know, and mm – -hmm. um, developed a friendship uh, and we gravitated towards liking the fact that we both understood the role of fundamentals and he shared some stories with me about like players uh, that the difference the difference some players don't want to work on their fundamentals they think it's bored by it and other players want to work on the fundamentals but with my view of it it's like well the player that doesn't want to do it just is not seeing the big picture and right. they, they, they might not be thinking about what they actually are. You, they're a human person. You forget things. You start to, you start to forget, like, you know, which is why the dream theater show was complex as it was for me to hold it together with a, with, with, with being, I had to think 
everything was synced. Everything was clicked out and synced to the production and all that. For me to do that with that music is, it's way harder than not having it. There, are, there's a there's a view that the music's harder to play with no click and no this. That is absolutely untrue given the view that I have. That's mm -hmm. untrue given the way that my experience and the, if I make that claim, I'm going to back that claim up and it might, I might be wrong. Right. All right. Someone might present me something. It's like, well, I disagree with you, but why, why on, on, on what grounds and show me so I can learn because I'm going to do interviews and I'm going to have this opinion. I don't want to look like a buffoon when I'm right. wrong, but I'm, <laughs> I only know what I know right now. I only know what I know. But for me to hold it together, my my protocol was turn left. That's how basic my fundamentals were during a dream theater show. Turn left, turn right. He's walking down the stairs, foot on the ground, foot on the ground. Go ahead. Okay. 13, it's 13, it's 15. There are three of these. I'm in the third verse. It's the third verse. It's the third verse. I have to like stay in the moment. Otherwise, I'm looking around, looking at the sports banners in an arena and thinking, ah, oh, Detroit Pistons. <laughs> I just happened to me. Detroit right. Pistons. That's the year they beat my Celtics. Oh, that that that, that Rod that Rodman uh, or or the Bill Lambeer. I I hated Bill Lambeer. <laughs> I thought right. I, you know, you know, I, I, I respect everyone just being a fighter, but you know. But my point is, my thoughts my thoughts would get taken away, so I had to stay in the moment and sure. to do with the, the three hours. And it's like most of the time, not not miss a note. Of course, I would be. Your know, scorecards would be held up that I, I won't use the word. As I say I'm not very good. Uh, I'm this. I'm that. I'm you know. Right. And and then it went from I didn't play it right to that I look like a grandmother and my goggles and my hair and my. This <laughs> <laughs> is hilarious. My right. sister, I think I was another gift I got was humor. I think stuff that's not supposed to be funny is very funny. Right. Uh, anyway. Anyway, no. we'll back up. So you you know so you you will. Your your hope, your hope mm -hmm. can increase based on the view that you have. So in the master class, I assess everyone. I, I can see mechanically where the, where the block is if they sure. want to get it from here to there. I can I see the, the map and I go, well, we're going to take this street. You could take that street, but if you're going to take that street, you're going to have to take a left over here to get to the same destination. You're going to. So right, no, no question. But it's well, fundamental. Fundamental. Right. And and that's what people should be coming. People shouldn't be coming out to get their copy of the astonishing signed. They should be coming out to learn to be better drummers. Correct? Or better musicians because everyone's yeah. invited. Okay. We're all human. Those, the bass player with the index in the middle, the guitar player with the downstroke and upstroke. That's the same thing functionally as my right and my left, my dominant, my weak. It works the same way. Anyway. Right on. Well, Mike, let me ask, I'm going to ask one or two about the DT thing, just one or two, and they're not big, deep ones, but I, I am curious, given that Invisible Signs was ready pretty much the same time the announcement was made, mm -hmm. did you have advance notice that this was coming and, you know, that you were leaving and Portnoy was coming in, or was it really nope. immediate, just boom? Immediate, but... It's like, so the fish comes up out of the water. It's immediate, but the fish was swimming for a while. Okay. Where was the fish? Whatever. See, but all, all I, all I, my whole, the reason it was easy for me to deal with, very easy actually, was I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Original guy backing band. I got, I got it. Um, 
and I didn't have to go do through a drop-down menu. Didn't have to do it. It was just I looked at it and went, okay. Um, and plus, I I don't know whether it was intuitive, instinctual, intellectual, or, or some other word with an I. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I'm in lyric mode. Um, <laughs> um, but I have left so many things on the table for so many years. Uh, mm -hmm. The publishing of more books, the just the classes that I want to teach, the interaction, the, my own self-development comes largely from me having to teach and talk about it to people. Right. You know, um, at, at some point. I mean, I see the whole picture, the grid, and I know what I can't do, and that inspires me. But anyway, the answer to your question is I got, I got a call and understood the call and said, okay, let's do a joint statement. And, okay. and then the, the next day I'm like, Okay, I'm having coffee, and quite literally, you know, at my at my think tank, doing. Oh, how am I going to, you know, looking at my list, going, how am I going to complete this job now? How am I going to fix this or do that? I have a lot to do. You know, right. my, my 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 studio facility had construction. There's stuff that had to be fixed. I had to wait. I'm like, like, let me just let all of this stuff happen and breathe, and just finish these things. So that's what my mindset was. I can't tell you anything different because that's what it was. Sure. All right, I'm going to I'm a devil's advocate here you for a second. And it's only because I'm a guy that knows I have a big ego and I would be mad. And my my mad point would be if I was you. And again, this is me. My mad point would be, "Hey, I'm the guy that brought the Grammy. You know, I'm the guy that that you won the Grammy with. I should get more love than well the other guy that quit wants to come back." How did you not have that kind of ego yourself? Well, A, because I don't know that that's what is the full picture. I don't know that that is what happened indeed. And I don't let myself even think about it. But okay. Because people decide things and I respect that. It's just, it is what it is. All right. One, one quick question that has nothing to do with any of this. I'm just curious as a master drummer, what you think of this guy. I'm sure you're probably aware of him. If not, I'll be stunned, but... What do you think of this drummer, L. Estepario Siberiano? Have you seen him? Yeah, he's fun. I, he's fun, he's but fun. Uh, yeah, of course the drumming's great. But I, 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 I look into what makes what makes anybody great at what they do. There's more to it. It's not just hitting, right? You know. So, uh, yeah, I think it's fun, and um, <laughs> fun is good. Fun, fun allows you to get through obstacles, you know, uh, fun allows you to relate to people. Uh, fun is a good thing. So, um, that, that, that's, that's what I think. Now my view on, uh, him remains consistent with my view on everybody, which is why I can't, I don't have a favorite drummer or anyone's the best of whatever, any of, any of that talk. Mm -hmm. Um, what I do is I just look at each drummer for what they are, for who, what they are, what do they do? And then I, I kind of see immediately, again, my mind has this ability. I kind of get right to the core of, of what makes them who they are, like what they right. do makes them who they are. So I pick something that I think that is a, that makes them great. And I pick it from each person. If they're 200 drummers, I'm picking something. From each right. other. Oh, that's a great thing. I don't focus on the old school critical thing because when I was a teacher at Berkeley, I, I just, I, it was as a counselor 
why I was happy I was a counselor because I couldn't wrap my head around, but I understood why the certain musicians were so critical of others. Like that's that guy's a Neanderthal. He's got no groove, man. You can't play. <laughs> or right. this drummer would look at that one and go, that person's a that just they can't rock. They're just a goon. They're, they're get like get, and they would start to be insulting. Right. Insulting. They didn't even see the beauty in what each other was doing. And I had to step back and go, would you please look at what they're doing that's great and not focus on the things you don't like because not everybody is anyone else and not everybody has looked at the whole grid which i published and filled it in it's like a right. puzzle i filled it in but i didn't fill it in deeply on with every category i just made sure i i could play everything to a okay. point that I, I just understood it you know it was like my reading eventually i read as, as many views as you could have on something not so i could take my view and in, inject it into somebody but so that my view might evolve and guess what so i could communicate to the to different people so just to understand them you got to understand right. somebody you know and if you don't take the time to know what they know how do you understand them so um i took that time and you asked me about him and it's like I, I i just latched onto that word because i find that it was a that he was able to probably get through the obstacles of of that we all face sure. because something pulled him through that, and you can see it, and it's yeah. fun. It's it fun. is. No, I agree I, with you. He's yeah. he's fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. So I and, and and I don't I don't I don't I'm not the internet surfer guy. Okay. I, I, I have too much to do. Uh, my 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 family, my kids have even had to tell me who people are. I don't know. I don't listen. I don't watch. I don't get on the YouTube do that it's just once okay. in a while because i have social media i have no choice things fly by or someone sure. says something and i do and i see and i take a minute sometimes and i go oh excellent and then i go back and do what i got to do right makes sense i figured what we would do mike is wrap this one up with um the video for freak of nature to okay. uh give people a taste of it so mike um one more time uh tell people where to go to keep up with you and sign up for the master classes and buy merch and all that good stuff my link tree. <laughs> well, it, it, it links to my store. I have all kinds of stuff that's used from actual studio sessions and tours and things. It's fine. Okay. It's not. It's very affordable. The classes, you you get a lot. You, you save yourself a decade, I think. So it's right. very very good deal. My books uh, explain things um, in layman's terms. They step you through my my video my Vimeo video service literally steps through every thought so there's no stone left unturned so the person studying it will not fail it will not fail if 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 they use it very good well one more time invisible signs mike mangini is out there now the master classes are happening now make sure if it comes to your locale that you go and check it out and mike this has been really great man thanks for joining me here on chris aiken presents you're welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me.
the ever-evolving world of music, artists need to reach their audience faster than ever before. Introducing Too Immersive For You, the Emmy-nominated pioneers in viewership experience. We've revolutionized the way music artists share their material with the world. Our groundbreaking AI engine generates stunning visuals that bring your music to life. Imagine having your own personalized music video, perfectly synchronized to your unique sound in a matter of hours, not weeks. With Too Immersive For You, it's now a reality. Get ready to unlock a new dimension of music visualization. Too Immersive For You, where music needs immersive visuals. Contact us now to discover how Too Immersive For You can elevate your music to new heights www.musicvideoai.net